squeeze a nap in. Yeah, nah, but yeah, no, that's normally how I go. I normally don't never nap, but really, yeah, no, something that I, I ain't been able to do it like in a long time. It's good though. It's good for you. Yeah, I I just started napping. So before all of the shutdown and everything, I uh, there was like two months where I was like, it was like the end of February. No, 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 it was like the beginning of January. I was like, first of all, I got to start losing some weight. Like, I, I just wanted to get like maybe like 15 pounds off of me or something. So I started really like going to the gym a lot and eating healthy. I did the carnivore diet. Okay. And I did that for like a month and I lost like like 12 pounds and uh, all me that's what the call me is, yep okay. all me so it's like you can have uh you just drink water you put a bunch of salt on your meat so you have steaks chicken fish but you can have anything like no ketchup no size no nothing like that you can't even have snacks that's it just oh, oh. yeah so like you know Normally, when you eat a steak, you think it's like you can't wait to eat it. For me, I can't. I'm taking a break from steaks right now. But but to go back to my story is I uh, I did the carnivore diet and I was working out like twice a day and I was just taking a nap like in the middle of the day, like around like maybe three, four o'clock waking up at night. That was like the best Okay. Like they, cause I haven't been taking naps in a couple of years either, cause mm-hmm. I just been kind of just on the go. Yeah, I either had to work or and then clock into my side thing, right. and that was twenty four seven. So you know, the past but like half year, I've been just doing my business full time, mm-hmm. and I've had a lot more time on my hands. So I've just been using that. Uh, just for myself, you know what I mean? Trying to get myself healthy and in a good space. And that's, I think that's exactly where I, where I want to jump into it. Uh, for those who don't know, episode, what is this? Episode four of uh, the Hustle Responsibly podcast. I'm Dom Hustle. That's at Sir Dom Hustle on all social media. Whatever, whatever you can find it, that's where I'm at. Uh, got a special guest in the house. And from 414. Um, I gotta change that name. Every, you want to change. <laughs> every, time, every time I'm close to changing it, I'm just like, no one's gonna know my name. It just, bro, once yeah. it starts to stick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it like, the, I, I I thought about that for a minute too, yeah. especially like fucking with Piz and when he changed his shit, and it was like, like he thought about it for so long, and then we finally did it. That was awkward it. when he changed that. Like when people start to once they become comfortable with whoever it is mm-hmm. that you are, it it just is what it is. You know, yeah. it's it's not the name. It's like it's what you make it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh, that's interesting that you that you brought that up. Um, but you said something that was super super. Um, I just think like important, right? You you was talking about your job and like how it was taking a toll on you, like your body and like your, your sleep patterns or whatever. But then you said something about transitioning to doing your own thing full time. And, you know, because this is a hustle responsibly podcast and like this, this platform is all about like broadcasting and amplifying and like showcasing people who are, uh, you know, following their dreams or following what they believe is their niche or their calling. 
um, you know, that's my idea of hustle. So I wanna, I just, I guess I wanna start with, with like one, who you are, like what, what was your journey like? How did you get right here? I know we've had some, uh, we've known each other for like some years and shit. Like we've we like distantly now. known each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, we've met and talked a couple of times, but it's always been at different points in, right. in our, in, in the journey that we've been on. I mean, to go, to go into, uh, a little background just to get it out the way. Uh, my name is Anthony. Um, I'm not going to say my last name. I hate pronouncing it. <laughs> so we'll just, I guess, just keep it at Anthony 4 and 4 as a nickname, but we'll leave it at Anthony for right now. Um, so what I, my journey has just taken so many different steps in so many different directions, uh, to this point right now of where I'm at. Um, I guess I want to start for the most, um, you know, I'm 23 years old, so I started really digging my hands into things when I was maybe like at the edge of 17, turning 18. Mm. Um, I really started off the porch early. Yeah, well, you know, go back further. It really started when everyone in the industry, you know, when they're younger, they want to be the artist and they want to be, mm. you know. The, the number you know they want to be the the person with the shine you know what I mean? right that was me i wanted to be a whether it was a, a songwriter a rapper a producer when i was younger you know i mean i was working with a lot of creatives back then like young producers who still produce till today mm-hmm. uh i was working with a lot of them and just in that atmosphere so you know of course they dragged me into it just to get somebody on their records or work on something with them you know it just started off as me being friends with them so I did that from the years, like my early high school years or whatever. But uh, once once I was like heading towards the end of high school, I wanted to start to figure out what I wanted to do. So I was in between going to the military mm. or jumping into what I actually wanted to do, which was be in the music industry. So that led me to a lot of things. I started trying to manage first. I took. Um, I got hella questions about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sure. We'll wait. But we'll yeah, wait. I'm gonna let you. I'm yeah, let yeah. You go to, yeah. So um, I, I wanted to be a manager for a minute, uh, just because there was a few run-ins where I managed scenarios pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, you worded it so like. Damn. Okay. Keep yeah. going. Um, <laughs> and then I started a business. My first business when I was 18 with my. One, one of my best friends and the two of my really close friends at that time, uh, we had a management company, we called it, but it really was an event company. Okay. And we just like yep. mess with artists, you know, specific artists close up. Uh, so we did that. We threw a lot of really, really big parties. We threw a lot of really, really big events and they were successful. Maybe one or two of them weren't successful. And that was towards the end when everyone was going to college. Okay. And uh, and and they didn't, you know, those, your partners at that time, it's like, okay, you know, that thing, it's just for fun when you're throwing parties with everyone and right. everyone's, you know, like, I mean, we were doing things with like 800 people mm-hmm. at times. And you know when things become more serious i i went the route of this is what i want i want to go down this lane mm-hmm. and they went down the lane of i want to go into what interests me which is a lot of them just went to school or mm-hmm. went down their career paths mm-hmm. so at that time i was left in a position where i was basically by myself mm-hmm. and 
I actually did start to really manage somebody, which was my first experience. I was 18. I did that until I was about, I think, 20, maybe. So I think this is, I think this is kind of when we... This is coming around when I was managing an artist. He was, his name is Reggie Bonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we, yeah. So that that was the first real experience I had in the music Mm -hmm. industry. So at that time, uh, I was fresh out of high school. I actually was taking some college classes Mm -hmm. um, and I had a job. So I was really, really busy. I was... Uh, experiencing a lot at once you know there's a lot of good things to say and there's a lot of bad things to say but overall it was a great experience and it led me to the path I'm on now Um, so yeah so I did that for about a year a year and a half I took what I knew from being able to put people in rooms together being able to bring people in rooms and I also learned a lot from learning how to really be around people who really are in the industry. And, you know, we started traveling a little bit, you know, we went to places like Chicago and whether whatever other states. And I started just learning like manager roles. It was a very, it was a very crazy time because the person I was managing already kind of got his buzz right before I stepped in. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, I, I didn't even really know the definition of a manager at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of doing a bunch of roles, like yeah. whether it was picking him up to drive somewhere. <laughs> you know, it was a crazy thing. It was maybe like three months straight. It was like right before summer. Um, I would go to class in the morning. I would go to my job, which was in a, a kitchen right after right after class. And then I'd get off of work usually around like 7.30, 8 o'clock. I'd go home, shower, maybe eat something. I'd pick him up and we would drive to Chicago. And we did that for three months straight. Now, granted, there were some days in between, but it was pretty much four or five days a week we were down there. And we were just doing whatever it took. What, he's sneaking in to perform places. Uh, we had, you know, a connect down there that we just grew with and, you know, eventually did some business with. Uh, but for the most part, we were just experiencing, you know, this the game together and, right. in, a, in a different market that actually has somewhat of a structure. Some, yeah, most, yeah. You know, it does, it, it's that in-between market. I basically, I look at Chicago like the place where you go to before you want to start going into the real big markets yep. like it's a place where Perfect you start around. yeah you start you know learning certain things but it's not the end of the world if you fail there right and so we did that um and then that the, the final summer i was managing him we we did a lot of really good things mm-hmm. i started to really pick up on how to to do things and i started putting my other talents together which really got me thinking to uh, to begin, you know, doing stuff on my own. So gradually, I started going down there by myself. I started rolling with photographers and video guys because I, those that's the best way to get in a room yeah, if you want to go yeah. somewhere. That's the passport. Yeah, that's that's what I did for a while. I just did that hustle for a while. So mm-hmm. I, I would trade recap videos, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to get into a place, and then I would. That's how I would get my connections. You know, on top of that, we were throwing you know our own events and right. uh, you know we we began to do a bunch of shows and open up for some big artists. So worked on a project. Unfortunately, that project I guess just never came okay. out. It was just so many good songs mm-hmm. and stuff on it. 
So that time, that period, you know, I'm not going to go too long into it because it's actually kind of a long time ago now. Um, that was like my two years of like really getting slapped in the face mm-hmm. and like learning the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And and from from there on, I realized how to be how to how to run things, how to operate things, how to strate- strategically um, maneuver through scenarios. Right. So uh, it led me till now. So when a little after that, I began um, kind of looking at myself as an individual entity, and yeah. I started a few things. Like I, I had a team of video and photo guys, a couple core guys, and a couple people I loosely worked with. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I did things like started making original content. So I tried to do a show that I, I interviewed people and we fully filmed it. Um, I, I tried to, you know, get into, you know, I started producing music videos or making the deals on video uh, work, whether it was commercial or not. Uh, and I did that for about a year. And then um, I ha- at the end of that year, I just had a full business and it's called Tell Your Friends Media. Um, and, you know, it, at that time, I was still working uh at a job, I just had a normal job and, and, and doing that on my free time. So I'm still going to Chicago by myself mm-hmm. and making this all work. Um, but instead with an artist, it was with people who we were actually just doing, like Concert bringing value, direct yep. value that was right. in need at all times to whether it was an independent label, independent artist, modeling, whatever it was. And I did that for about a year, year and a half. And then we started making our way to LA and then shortly after that, I just started making a lot of things happen at once. And I was able to just do this full time. And now I'm working with just a lot of really great video, photo, you know, I'm, I'm just running a production company mm-hmm. now, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I've been able to, you know, work with companies like Spotify, mm-hmm. like Hennessy, uh, just do a couple big, more bigger production videos just have these relationships with individuals now instead of just a you know one-time work basis so right. that's kind of where i am now and i'm also going into different business ventures myself you know able to invest my money into stuff so that i'm kind of in a in a space now where i'm a little bit more matured and, mm-hmm. but i'm also still learning a lot i'm into new markets i've been able to travel the country the past year going to new york miami la uh, there's like in one other oh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I got to go there mm-hmm. and just you know directly work with like the people that will kill people that other people will kill to work with. So I've I just been you know blessed to have that. But I also uh, I've had a great team along the way. You know what I mean. So it's just I, I've had a really good last year. You know, but I'm still structuring out mm-hmm. what. The company is still there's still a lot of gaps that need to be filled and you know there's still other things i want to do too at the same time you know like i have certain goals for this i don't i don't necessarily want to be doing this for the next 10 years so mm, interesting yeah interesting. so yeah that's basically to sum up who i am i know there's a lot of questions in between but there's really no easy way to like describe the last five years of my life in Which a quick is, manner and see and it's it, you know it's like it's like I understand everything that you're saying. Yeah. Right. Like um, when we, right? I don't know exactly what year it was when we met, but 
I think my first like, oh okay, like this is Ant, like okay. Yeah. Was it definitely was around the Reggie Bonds era for you. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna say it must have been Somerset. I think it was either Summer Sale or something like right before that. We did two Summer Sales. Well, which one were you on? The first one was the most successful one. The second one wasn't well, as Whatever big. one, it was uh, It was Piz and Reggie. Yeah, that wasn't the as successful one. That oh, was, okay. okay, so that's Summer Sale. Okay. Um, that was when the company, I my first company ever, mm-hmm. was starting to disintegrate. The kids were going, that was the last thing they were doing before they went to school. Yeah. You know, all, half of our following already went off to college for the first time. And um, that's when I started to get acquainted with Reggie was kind of around that time. So I was transitioning from that company to working with him at that time. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, but that was a but my whole thing. Well, you saying it was unsuccessful, and I, obviously I don't know what the the, the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, compared to what else we were doing, you know, yeah. like I don't know if you, I I don't know if I met you particularly before that, but we had like a couple prior events that were like five hundred, six hundred. You know, this we were doing is, uh, collabs of brands and stuff. Okay. And it was just like, you know, I was doing it with some dudes from Shorewood. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it was just like a while some of that people still really talk about till today as far as like the the following that i uh, that we had back then and just the you know um groups of people that we are surrounded with that it was just a successful time and then like i said you know it was just something fun for a lot of kids i was working with but for me it helped me like really realize that oh my god i could i could you know i was registered to go into the marines i didn't i, I skipped my signing day I took my tests, everything like that, and I had a signing day, and I skipped it because I had a successful event. And so you wasn't you wasn't going home about the armed forces to begin with. I That's yeah, like. it, for me it was just like I'm not a big fan of school. I got decent grades in school. Mm-hmm. I went to private school my whole life. I just didn't like. I just knew that there was just something more for me, mm-hmm. and if I were to go do that, it kind of would just with my whole mindset and in between those ages that's the most creative time for you like to just add knowledge on right. you know because until 25 you your brain's you know taking in and soaking everything in if I would have just put four years of you know marine work onto my brain I wouldn't have come out and been able to do things I would have been you know 24 years old or whatever it was 22 yeah Yeah. and I had to go jump into the you know start over at that time so Mm -hmm. starting from 18 versus starting from 22 after Marines that just wasn't in the plans for me so I just needed something to validate that Mm -hmm. and that was me having something that was successful and didn't I don't care what it was whether it was you know some some party at some Marquette kids house or uh or just something that i put together that you know put a little bit of change in my pocket and got me some type of you know work in 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 this market here yeah but so when i i thought the i thought the event was dope i thought it was dope it was one of the more creative things that i've seen to this point yeah whenever whatever year it was as far as like I think it was like the end of 2015. It was like summer of 2015. Okay. Yeah. Man, a long time ago now. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, like a concert on the water, um, like maybe I, and I was like, I, I was around a couple years before that. And I, you know, I felt like I was kind of in a similar situation, right? Like Piz was, he was known in the city. He was already like, he had a following, he had a buzz, he had like shit going for him before I entered the picture. It was just like, you know, I was a kid that, uh, you know, I had, when I was at UWM, I was like in the programming yeah. uh, office. So I had like, I had access to just different shit. Um, I knew how to sniff out just like pots of money, you know what yeah. I'm saying? On campus. Uh, and I was just like connecting like my, you know, creative homies to that shit. And like, that's kind of what, you know, well, it was a mutual. So Jared Walker was the one that put me in contact with Piz, but like it was just like, all right, like I'm about to bring you on campus. Like let me mm-hmm. show you on the east side. Like let me introduce you to, you know, these this this college circuit, whatever, um, in a different way, right? Like I think it, it it wasn't a new idea to be like, all right, like like let's take this north side rapper on yeah. the east side and try to have him rap or whatever. But like. Uh, I was in it. I was like on camp. Like I was the pulse of the campus while I was there. Like not to really toot my own horn like yeah. that, but it, it's a little different. You can kind of yeah. like control things a little differently. Uh, so like in certain peers there, um, it was like all new for him. So like he he kind of like trusted me with a lot of shit early on, and like that's why I say like yo the the language that you use. You know what I'm saying? Like because there's like. It's just things that have to happen, right? Like you have to mature. Mm-hmm. Like you were a little younger than Reggie. Like I'm a little younger than Piz. Like mm-hmm. so, like you had to grow into who you are as a person. I had to do the same thing, and like sometimes that happened where y'all got to make different decisions. And yeah, I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like you worded that shit just so perfectly. I don't yeah. know if everybody I mean, could hear or read in between the lines, but you know. Also, to uh, to add to that, um, you know, with with Reggie at that time, for for me, I grew up I grew up on the north side of Milwaukee, um, in it like in it fully like I've seen it all. I've, my best friends growing up were all going through it. You know, what I mean, I had that experience, but then I would go to school at a private school. Mm. I got the chance to do that. So at that. Growing up like that, I got to see those two types of atmospheres. And by the time I made my way into high school, I was going to high school on the side of town with richer kids and people who got to experience life differently. So I picked up, you know, some of those characteristics and experiences. But, I, you know, but I also have understanding because I think that's what pops out about me most. If I had to look from the outside in is just that I don't seem to be. Uh, not genuine about things like I seem to have a full kind of understanding of the culture um, just the people in it and the people that that created it and you know what I mean and and I also have understanding of how to operate like what it's going to take to really put it in the face of and make it successful which is you have to get it into those those other crowds right. you know what I mean so for, so for him you know, I was experiencing a little lighter side of life at that time. For for him, he, his background is a real gritty. He he didn't have it easy at all coming up. He had a very very hard like life. So at the time, some of the decisions he would make, I looked at differently because I'm looking at it like, damn, that's you know, 
came off differently than I would expect things to happen. But for him, it's more of a survival thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So a lot of people look at him as somebody who, you know, makes certain decisions in a, and they, and they think it's just that's him, like that's who he is. Mm-hmm. But it's really just when you're when you're in a certain point and you have something like a talent to be able to put out like something like Black Tim's mm-hmm. at the time it came out, mm-hmm. but you still got to go home and really grind it out and mm-hmm. like fight for your life. It's a little different, mm-hmm. you know. Like every maneuver and every step is so important. Mm-hmm. So every decision that is made is drastic so it's either drastic you know a lot of the things if something good happened with him it was drastically good yeah. they were he was talked about as the number one up there right with ishtar at the time you know what i mean it was him him and ish for one at least one year together mm-hmm. you know um respectively um but anytime uh not so good decision was made for somebody else it wouldn't be looked at as bad you know what i'm saying but for him something happened somebody got finessed somebody got you know really really fucked you know what i'm saying and but that was what we had to do you know what i'm saying and you know i i just made the decisions like he's gonna be him and i gotta i gotta know if i'm gonna um be down for this or not like we can't do it any other way I don't know. We good? Yeah, we good. All right. We never stop. I was I was just really worried that that was like not caught on there, and I was gonna have to re-say it because it wouldn't have been in school. No, uh, no, but yeah. So you know, to close out that chapter, you know, for me, uh, that working with somebody like that, also somebody who put me on to so many different people mm-hmm. when I didn't have anything to show for myself mm-hmm. at the time, you know, to to be able to be in those situations. If I would have never, you know, worked with somebody like that, I wouldn't have been able to meet 50% of the people Mm -hmm. I still know to this Mm -hmm. day. So, you know, although I have certain, certain, you know, bones to pick at the end of the day, you know, I'll forever, regardless of what I do, if I go make $10 million, I'll forever remember that, you know, and and appreciate that, Mm -hmm. You, you know, it's just, when somebody puts you in a scenario whether that you like them or not you know not saying i have a dislike but just in general whenever somebody puts you in a scenario to to better what you want to do you can't say anything that's Mm got to be that's your og forever regardless of any if you you know surpass them in any kind of way or or not yeah so no i i totally get that uh a thousand percent yeah um do you do you miss managing at all do you miss working with i guess artists no (laughs) why why not okay i love it and i appreciate it you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because it's given me the characteristics to be able to manage scenarios and like weigh out pros and cons correctly but i for me it's embedded inside of me i don't like not taking a leadership role in whatever i'm doing like I don't put myself in scenarios where I'm not leading at least the part that I'm supposed to be doing. I feel you. So, and if I am, it's because I'm I am putting making that decision to put myself in that scenario to learn from this person. Mm-hmm. I'm whenever whenever I fully put myself over to learn from somebody, I put myself to them. So whatever they're putting on to me, I'm soaking it in, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm making a decision to is am I going to gain something from this or 
do I need to be spontaneous or not? Uh, and you know, I may, I'm careful before I make a decision like that. Otherwise, I really don't like like being told what to do. I don't I don't like being told like be, have a feeling that I have to get this done or this done or just way up to somebody else's expectations as far as internal operations day to day. Like yeah. I get it. If I'm working with a company like Spotify and I need to have this done this way or they send a video back 12 times to correct, you know, some such a minor thing i'm not gonna get frustrated with it because they know what they're doing they made you know however many billions of dollars last Mm -hmm. year you know they know what they're doing why would i not you know um but in the scenario of people who i'm surrounded by you know right now i'm just in a i'm i'm not fully in the market that i came up in you know obviously i live i have a home here and everything Mm -hmm. like that but Mm -hmm. for the most part when i'm gone gone six months out the year um and I got to look at it that way, you know. When you're when you're in a market that doesn't have really anything to stand on, you have to look at people who don't appreciate their talents and what they have to offer, and you have to use their talents and what they have to offer, and just open them a lane to walk through. And it's their decision if they walk yeah. through it or not. So I know you know how to make flyers. I know you know how to type out contracts. I know you know how to do this, this, and that. I, I need this. I'm able to offer you an opportunity to, you know, go through better paths of what you want to do. But if you don't take it, I'm not going to be, you know, waiting for you to go do it. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to be gone already. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at things. And that just applies to everything I'm trying to follow up on right now. I see. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Uh, yeah. The internal part, like, and that's the, that's the thing, like, it, she can be going perfect mm-hmm. right like on the outside and like that those you know the nuance you know difference or like like damn we do gotta bump heads two or three times before we make a decision like all of that I stuff starts it. to take a toll and like uh i totally get it um yeah 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 <laughs> managing is difficult man i always i the way i look at it is see i never I guess I never, I never wanted to be a manager. I never looked at, I never even looked at myself as a manager. Uh, I think it was a title that uh, whoever I was working with at the time, we just tried to like finesse. Um, we just used it as a leverage point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it started to stick in the city, and and that part, like I never, never liked, and I, I never really said that, but um, it, it's just something that I think. If we were in a different market, uh, I wouldn't, we wouldn't, or I can't, I can't speak for you, but like, I wouldn't have to introduce myself as a manager. I wouldn't be known as a manager. I think I'm somebody who like, you know, where I'm at now, like I know what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm into like developing stories around products. Um, You know, whether that's an album, whether that's a piece of merch, um, I just want to, you know, create a narrative around it. If you want to call me a creative director, fine. If you want to call me, you know, just a, a roadie, that's fine mm-hmm. too. You know what I'm saying? But I know I bring value to whatever camp I'm working with. Um, but I always think about like if this was Chicago, right? Or like if you started, uh, if you if you just totally moved right to yeah. Chicago um, before you linked up with Reggie and started, you know, started your journey there, as mm-hmm. opposed to here. Like, do you think your situation would be different? Um. 
Honestly, I think I would still have managed somebody because mm. I look at it this way. Milwaukee, Chicago. Chicago's a little bit above Milwaukee, and that's just because of who's come out of there. Right. Um, but if you want to compare the two, Chicago has old money in it from people, camps that have been successful that get passed down to other camps that don't do it as successfully. And then Milwaukee has... Uh, uh, tax write-off money so everything that's music here all the companies that are based around music it's just all rich people donating money to it mm. and that's how they're paying for these people's salaries and they're paying to give these grants away Who, who's ever made it off of a grant you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it's just it's it's the same thing but it's just two different subjects you feel what i'm saying yeah so i think i would still manage because that's like one of the only ways for somebody to move up into that next echelon of things. Like if somebody who's not an artist, like you want to be like a person in the business, whether it's entertainment or just music, you have to have something to stand on. So if you bring somebody out of these two markets and it's successful, there's a lot to stand on. And Mm -hmm. if you don't, then there's nothing to stand on. Then you don't Mm -hmm. get anything else. So it's just like a big risk take, but there's really not that many other options here as far as like, like just the standard routes of doing things. So for me, I got super lucky for somebody who just caught a buzz by dropping something and hit, having it hit complex in the air, uh, blog era and and having a crazy video come out and you know being able to go do shows and like they were already in New York and doing shows before I even was in the scenario mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I didn't come in in the next year uh, sell out merch and right. sell out shows and in, in the hometown and you know, do a bunch of other maneuvering things that I won't get into detail about. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that, I think that's just the, the one of the only options you have here. You know, there's other ones and there's other routes, but as far as like really displaying what you can do, managing takes many different talents. You know, it takes, yeah, you have yeah, to be yeah. able to do it. So this is something to fully display what you can do. And that's why I think I would still do it if I was in Chicago. Okay. Um, you said something that was interesting. You said, uh, and I might, I might mess up the wording of it, but when you transition to like content creators and videographers and photographers, mm-hmm. um, you, you said that it was easier to navigate, right? And like, like, how do you communicate with the people? Like, how do you communicate that to the people that you were working with? To the video photo people or, or, or the people or who even, I was trying to book or I guess even like how did that like how did you how did you how did that idea become concrete right like oh this is something that I like I know is true well because like I said I started in managing what did we need for the whole experience of me managing we always needed a video guy we always, always needed a photo guy and every time that I had to get somebody to do something it was a pain in the ass to like have it operate. You know, we went to Chicago a couple of times and shot a couple of videos mm-hmm. and we didn't get the back for six months. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We shot a couple of videos here for with some kids at UWM, paid them, you know, a couple hundred bucks to shoot on the day of shooting. And I mean, I'm talking about, we went out and got locations, rented out places. I got uh, trusty kicks to lace up the whole squad with clothes and everything like that and this is the earlier days when they didn't have dollars to spare like that and 
the video was shot in a slow motion camera and a fast paced video. And they, I had to get somebody else to edit it. So mm-hmm. I was just going through, through so many obstacles that it was like, man, I just need like dependable people to be able to right, do this. Right. So I started getting dependable people. I got a dependable photographer, one or two of them. Um, and then I got a videographer and that, that was made life so much easier at that point as far as like when we needed to get video and photo stuff done. And I just happened to have a great relationship with them and started rolling with them more and started going down there on my own and working with other artists and other people. I got, I was blessed to get in touch with a label down there, you know, it was a smaller label, but it had a lot of funding behind it Mm -hmm. and people who were experienced in the game and they put me out with their artists and we started doing projects and working with them. And, you know, at a certain point, you know, the beginning of that, you don't really, you know, look at it as all business stuff. You're just like, all right, I'm just trying to build a catalog of stuff right right now. You know, I'm trying to juke out a catalog so I have something to stand on. So all of my earlier work in the production world is a lot of recap videos, a lot of really cool photo shoots. We didn't really do many music videos back then. Um, When we started getting more established and when I took the legal steps to own my company, that's when we started doing these because that's when I started putting myself in scenarios to know people like lighting lighting guys or DPs or film editors or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And that's when we started juking everything out, you know? And that just, it made life so much easier. I mean, I've gotten into full like, full like big like companies with like 20 you know 20 um levels on it and, you know i've gotten to the top one and made myself into a um, a meeting with somebody just by walking in somewhere with a camera mm-hmm. and i've just started making thousands of dollars at a time while i was working and making a couple hundred mm-hmm. after a couple weeks mm-hmm. and i had a way out like all right do i want to take you know the risk on this or do i want to just be safe with guaranteed money but like be depressed about it mm-hmm. and i took the risk of you know just getting like not knowing where my next money was coming from you know not saying that that's how it is because mm-hmm. i have you know obviously relationships with people now and i have contracts and the whole nine but in the beginning of that you really don't know you know you can get a job and then you get three grand for it and then you don't get that again until another six months. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And in the meantime, you have to like figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, you know, uh, in the beginning, I was just lucky enough to just make a lot of things work and mm-hmm. like line a lot of stuff up for us. We just, you know, and I, I knew we had to go out to LA. So, you know, I, I did that a bunch. Like I've probably been to LA like 15, 20 times within the last year just to either go out there and you know operate keep the relationships or for work you know Mm -hmm. being flown out there by people or companies you know what i'm saying so i just this last year has just been phenomenal for me you know so um i don't really know what the question you asked me at the beginning this is these are gems though yeah yeah yeah. i think that's what it's all about um Hopefully, anybody who is looking to enter the creative space um, or enter any like it, it, this is not even just about creatives. It's about any like if you if you're trying to transition a, a, a hobby into um, you know a career or something that's going like actually like 
you know, take care of you and your family. Um, everything that you're saying is like really, really important. You are uh, speaking about really just like maturing as a, a young business owner, young business minded person. Um, and I think that some, especially in the creative space, I can't stress this enough. Like, I think we overlook it because it's a creative space uh, and we don't give it the respect to, uh, I guess, approach it like as a business. Um, but I, I guess a, a question that I did have for you is um, you've been, I guess, doing this full time. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends media for a year, year and a half, or something like that. I made the name in 2016. The okay. first two years of it, I was I had to work and do it. But the last like ye- I'd say full time, full time, where I like have a steady income. Mm-hmm. The last like it's like been under a year. Mm-hmm. It's been last July was like when I was like able to like really, really like quit my job and like pay my bills ahead type shit. Okay, so just under a year, uh, and then COVID hits. Mm-hmm. And you, you're in the business of conven- convening people, convening ideas, uh, you know, creating um, safe space for creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your business operations taken a toll? How have you been able to pivot during this time? Yeah, well, that's that's an awesome question. Um, for me, right before this happened, I was in Los Angeles while they announced that like LA was shutting down and the place was shutting down. I was on a gig. I was with Spotify, mm-hmm. their secret genius department, who where they work with songwriters and artists and everything, and they hold sessions for a week, and everyone comes and records a bunch of songs, and they have like just really amazing like the people who make the top hits in the game, the songwriters, the producers, they just put them in like sessions for like a week. Mm. So we were in that we were at the studio where that show uh, Dave was uh, filmed at the okay. Little Dicky show. Yeah. We were in that studio for the last week, and the final day I was there. Um, they they announced that the next, I had three I had three um gigs with them that month so I was in LA we were going to San Francisco and then we were coming back to LA for some more sessions so I had three gigs already lined up in advance or whatever but they announced that the the final two would be canceled or postponed or whatever while we were there so for me um I got lucky enough to you know take the advances and all that stuff beforehand before all three of these hit and so i'm good as far as like financial wise but on the end of like paying employees and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's like i can only pay you for the work you've done you know i mean i want to be able to advance you some you know in certain cases i do uh with particular people but I want to be able to, you know, advance you, you know, your money if we're on a couple gigs together. But I can't pay you as a um, responsible businessman. I can't pay you until the job is done because right. you pay somebody and then you have you have deliverables for a whole nother company. You know, for me, if you work for me uh, or with me, I don't want people to get offended. Right, but. Right. Uh, but in the case, if, if I'm paying you to do a service with me for, for another company, you got to pull your weight on things. You got to do your job correctly. So I can't pay you until your job is over mm-hmm. or what you have is, you know, uh, impressive or done because I still have to 
you know, uh, deliver the product mm-hmm. to somebody. So, uh, for, for me, I'm, I'm straight right now. You know what I mean? But for the people who I, I typically work with, I mean, they have other stuff that they do or whatever, but you know, it probably individually took a hit just because there's no, there's nothing, they don't know like when they're going back to work. So like, like I said, right now I'm good, but I don't know what next month holds or the month after or anything like that. As far as like, is something going to open back up or mm-hmm. what's going to happen now? The gigs I've been paid for already, I have to do whether it's two, three months later. So mm-hmm. it's like, I have to use that money and, you know, not waste it all at once or stretch it because basically I still haven't done the work for whatever it may be. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's kind of like a win lose because yeah, you get a lump sum of cash right now, but you you still got to go do the work in two months because this whole, you know, virus came, you know what I mean? So now two months later, I'm going to be doing this and it's going to be like, damn, it feels like I'm here for free. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Unless I work out something. But, you know, that type of scenario has probably happened to a million other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just lucky enough to work with some great people. They have great people with that particular company that I'm working with, and they, they haven't taken, you know, they didn't want any refunds on anything because they know we have a great relationship together. And I have a couple other contracts like that where – I, I've been, you know, the company has been advanced and we were supposed to go till this date, particular date, uh, you know, whether it's in April or end of March or whatever to do like commercial work mm. and you can't work because I can't tell them, I can't tell legally tell my, my employees or the people working with me to come to work. You can't mm-hmm. do it. We're shut down when we are non essential workers, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's like. Although, like, I would just get up and go, you know, film something or do something. You know, maybe we'll edit something, you know, with stuff we already have. But I can't legally tell somebody, yo, you have to go to this shoot. Right, right. And that puts my my other contract. It's like I have to explain that to certain people sometimes. Like the Morals got to come first. Yeah. Morals still got to come first. Yeah. So, so as far as that, like, this business specifically, it's been it's been like a little bit maneuvering for the most part it's cleared up because everyone's in a good space Mm -hmm. but i'm lucky that that happened but as far what else i've been up to it's uh i have been working on another company Mm -hmm. um yeah all right so just you know just to pick up i know we had a little uh technical difficulty um but but i have been working on a new business right now Uh, i don't want to go into it uh, too deep just because I it's not a business that I'm gonna like wake up every day and like try to run the offices with mm-hmm. I'm trying to really just sell it mm-hmm. um, but it's a product and I, for the next I've just dedicated this next year to investing and developing it myself and you know I've put on a couple people you know I'll, I'll explain to you off um, whatever off Online, mic yeah um <laughs> Yeah, so it, I've been working on another business. It kind of has been something that's been in my mind since 2016 that I've tried to do before, but I, I just didn't have the passion for it at that time. But I am going to be doing that within the next year. Um, outside of that, man, I know it sounds like a lot of stuff, but I, I really have just been home. Like, I've been home. I've been 
gaming like a mm-hmm. lot like i've been gaming a lot like up till like four or five in the morning type what gaming. do you what do you what do you plan what do you want um well i just you know it's crazy is this it's been officially one year since i've had a ps4 okay. i know it came out a while ago but up until then i made it a thing not to have a ps4 because i would get sucked into it okay because <laughs> i'm a big video game guy okay. um so like up until last year i was playing 2k13 on my ps <laughs> like building a <laughs> ultimate player like that can hit threes from across the court so that's yeah probably that's the best 2k or 2k13 yeah it's my favorite one yeah. with the jay-z stuff on it mm-hmm. um no but i've been gaming a lot i've been doing things like around my house online shopping like someone needs to take my card out of my hand because <laughs> i've been buying a lot of art for the house okay I bought new couches and new mattress i painted my bathroom like i just been doing a lot of stuff uh around my house i have a yard so i bought like a lawnmower and like a weed whacker and i've been doing all that stuff oh, literally just kind of trying to um acquire those skills mm-hmm. because uh i don't know i'm just really interested in like learning how to cement things and learning how to like take care of my yard now and mm-hmm. Uh, getting rid of my old ass couches that I had. Um, I got cats, so okay. like you know, I mean, I've had them, but like you know, I've just been able to like stand cats bro. fully. None of my black friends bro. like cats at all. None of them like cats at all. But I, so, I, what is that? Is it is it a black thing? I don't know if it's a black thing. I can't tell okay. you that. Nah, I just know I had a. Um, so before I had moved over here, I was on like uh, twenty six in Atkinson. Yeah, and uh. <laughs> like the alley cats over there. Oh just, yeah. Well, those are a different. Breed. They was yeah, they like fucking superheroes, dog. Like, <laughs> and um, bro, we was in just like a like a long. St- it was like maybe the house, maybe two doors down. They had a uh, like their garage was like abandoned or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like a fucking like alley cat whorehouse or something. Jesus. And it was just like man, big ass rough tough yeah. cats that would not they gotta move. fight for it out there they won't move like you know like i would i would be coming out uh like to go to work in the morning and shit like that cats is on my yard like right on the front porch yeah not moving uh you know when it was getting cold like they would do random shit that i didn't really know uh because i i never I, I haven't lived in a place that had like an alleyway before that Mm-hmm. And uh, like they would like hide under your car. Yeah, it's, like, they, warmer and shit. I have a cat that comes uh, under my car. It's it's a bit annoying because they can chew on wires sometimes too. It, man, uh, so one man one day I came out. I came out the house and uh, it was like cat like on top of my like trunk. Bro. <laughs> yeah, like, looking, yeah. And I'm looking at it through the window and it's looking dead at me and it's just like yeah. scratching the fuck out my my car, bro. Uh, in that case, I don't fuck with cats. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm like, man, this is a this is a, like a territorial vendetta that you know I'm just not. <laughs> I, I lost, bro. No, I lost. see, I got like house cats. Like okay. they're they're sweet. They're like little babies. Like they're both two years old. So like they're they just chill and they wrestle each other and like it's easy. You know, luckily they have their own room. Like luckily I have like a a spare room for them because mm-hmm. I, I have I have three bedrooms and one of them uses like a like office like my girl has like homework she does and her you know her clothes and right, right, right. she's like a diva and <laughs> then we have our bedroom 
Uh, and then we have like a spare room, which is like for like the cats, like their stuff. So luckily I don't like get like a lot of the cat smells or nothing like that. I'm actually allergic to cats. So oh, wow. I have to like, uh, like stay up on things. So I have to vacuum every day. I have to, uh, buy certain things that like, I have to take like a allergy pill usually mm-hmm. once a day. Uh, try not to, but if they start acting up. I do open uh-huh. the windows you gotta buy certain material uh, differently just cause like cat hair won't get on it. So in that case it's a bit like stressful, but for the most part, they're just too sweet. I've always liked cats. I like dogs, I love dogs, but I can't get one where I live. So I feel, yeah, it's like, like that's not the true. one I wanna get. Like right. I wanna get like a big dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I've always been a dog person too. You know, it's a, I, I just think I think it's mainly just because they're too independent, man. Cats is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you feel like you feel like you providing something, right? Like when you like, yeah, like training a dog, you know, like you got like yeah. this companionship, you know what I'm saying? And like they treat you like just the best person in the world. Yeah, you know you, I mean, you are you are providing for them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying cats, man, they can get on their own. Baby, that's what I like about it. Get their food, they sell. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, it's just I think I think I just was traumatized from this little yeah. war I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like cats for the longest time because when I was younger, I got scratched like by the eye by one of them. See, that's the thing. Sometimes cats can be really, really mean. They're either really, really mean or they're really, really sweet. I happen to just have two sweet ones. So, so I just you know I'm lucky I have uh, yeah two sweet cats. Um, but outside of that, I've just been I've just been literally being a douchebag at home, mm-hmm. like. That's, for, that's, um, that's what's up. Going man. shopping. Yeah, going shopping, cleaning my house once a day, just like mm-hmm. doing a full cleanup. I've been getting rid of a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. I do plan on moving uh, by next year when my lease ends with it. So uh, I'm going to figure out where I want to move. So I have two options it's Los Angeles or Wauwatosa. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for me traveling, I don't mind the traveling. Okay. I don't mind traveling because, mm-hmm. you know, I can go somewhere for one month, two months. It doesn't matter. Like, if I need to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I go places periodically just to make sure I'm in the loop of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I fully invest in my traveling. But living in L.A. would be just so much better because I'm in it 24-7, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't know what you're getting into when you're there. Like, any day could be the day. Mm-hmm. Um but here i like i kind of like the the concept of just like first of all it's 30 times cheaper to live here and you get way more space also it's just like uh you get for me i've lost that all out there type of guy that i was like Mm -hmm. i i don't go out I don't go to clubs. Mm-hmm. I don't do any of that stuff, mm-hmm. really, unless I'm somewhere, like right, right, right. like in a different city or something. Exactly. Um, I like the concept of just coming home and just having my space. Like, I don't bring many people over my house. I just have my girl. Like, it's it's like my time to like re- really rejuvenate myself, which mm-hmm. is what I really need. Like, my best friend of like five years has only been in my house once. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's not that I like say no to people coming over, mm-hmm. but I just kind of like don't like uh, operate things or you know maneuver for people to just come over and, yeah, and having people in my space is like just 
I needed to get away from everyone. Because when I go out and operate, I talk your head off. I've talked to you for five, six hours. Mm-hmm. But at that, when that meter runs low, I got to go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Unless mm-hmm. it's important enough to where I have to stay. But I, I, I really, I, I just, I use my home as just like my space to be away from everything. And in the concept of just not living in a different state and just being home and doing it, I really do like that part because there's some type of comfortability because I make myself uncomfortable in all other aspects of my life. So, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that just like, I have to be uncomfortable in order to move forward. Like, I I understand that, but I also want something to, you know, help basically rejuvenate myself. Like, going home after, you know, a trip for three weeks and just, you know, kind of relaxing for a couple days, you know, going to do some shopping or just, you know, eating some really good food or just spending my time uh, putting my mind elsewhere. See, that's a lot of the things what I do is I spend so much time on what I want to do and what I'm doing that I, I, I forget to put myself elsewhere, like whether it's family gatherings, whether it's, you know, uh, just just doing the normal things. There's a lot of things I don't want to do. A lot of times it's hard for me to get out of bed, to go, you know, go on a walk with somebody or, you know, go meet my mom for dinner or something like that. And mm-hmm. I miss out on a lot of that, mm-hmm. and which I totally am okay with, by the way. <laughs> but, but on another end, it's like, I want the option to be able to decide that at the time. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So I'm just in a weird spot. Uh, you know, for me, I think if I would go to LA, I think I would live there for maybe a year or two. Um, it's kind of hard thinking about winter without snow. But then mm. that's also something that I'll, I I want to maybe adjust a little bit because maybe I do need to fully like commit to a different step in life and take a bigger jump than I've been taking. Because every year I live, I take one big jump Last year, it was being able to do this full time. The year before that, it was starting my business. The year before that, it was, you know, establishing my team or whatever it was. And I think the next step for me, just because I have such a catalog now and I have such stuff to stand on that I can I can work with and go make a living somewhere. And I don't care. I can go get a job at a label. I can go get a job at a, a company. I can go, you know, make my company uh, successful. I can do all that stuff. I have everything that it takes. I have the, uh, the characteristics for it and mm-hmm. the catalog to stand on but on another end it's like i'm in i'm in between like would that be just too early or do i need to just adjust a couple things first before i go do that so that's in the space i am it's the perfect time for me to be honest because i have a year left on the lease that i'm currently on and it gives me time to really make a couple different moves and really think to myself what I want to do. So right now I'm just in a douchebag standpoint and I'm just playing video games and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm soaking it all in. Cause this might be the only time in our lives where this, this happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of hopefully. I'm yeah. Uh, you, do you think you would get into like just different kind like gaming or streaming or yes. some shit like that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I love like entertainment and everything like that. I want to be in everything. Like, I want to be in a bunch of different things. Like I'm, I work, like I'm working on a show, like a, a scripted series, mm. and I have like a partner with that out in LA. I like I have other ventures that I'm involved in 
Um, I'm starting to work with producers a lot. Uh, that's starting to be really interesting for me. Um, trying to learn a lot more about that because it's a whole different thing than working with artists. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to tie in my business with that because original music, original content, being able to offer that tied with your services already yeah. and have it good, that that like makes you one up mm-hmm. some somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like the concept of being of being based out of somewhere like Milwaukee or Chicago and being um, chosen over somebody who wakes up on Sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. and wastes half their day doing something mm-hmm. and isn't as hungry as me. Like that is what kind of keeps me here is because like it keeps my hunger for things. Like if I was in Hollywood, like I've, I've been there, I've done, I've been in the hills, I've been at anything you can, you can be at you know, as far as like the joy of things, you know, you know what I mean? You get desensitized to certain things. Like when I'm there, I'm not like, I want to go, you know, view the Hollywood sign. Like I'm, I don't do that when I go there. I go and do things. I, I once went there for one day just to meet with one person and flew back home the next day and didn't make no money doing it. You know what I'm saying? But when I just, I'm there to work, you know, other people who go out there that are from our market or, you know, other small markets, they go there just to be a tourist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They go there to go meet with the person who made it from here that is in the mindset of living in LA and the person who's touring out there isn't. So he just basically slaps them in the face and basically just like makes makes them follow him or her around all day and look at their accomplishments. It doesn't really give them a look. You know what I'm saying? I don't go out there to do that. I go out there to really make myself do some work Mm -hmm. and get involved in things Mm -hmm. and offer what I have up to the table. Cause you know, it's, it's just what it is. It's, it's a, it's a tough game. There's a lot of really good production companies. I'm in no way, no shape or form near where I need to be as far as like, um, the companies that are out there there's right. just so many that are just shitting on me right now you know what i'm saying they're so good you but know you're, you're willing to compete though and i think yeah. that's something uh a couple of buddies of mine, like we talk about this shit a lot um you know not saying that it's a milwaukee thing or i, I think it's like a it's a small, it's a small city market. thing yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where we you know we get into these markets and mm-hmm. we just kind of like just kind of shiver up a little bit yeah. Uh, or think that think that whatever the imagery of it is is enough, right? Like yeah. I can, um, you know, not and that, right. Like it's it's not impossible to 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 get a meeting with a label, right? It's no. not impossible to you know meet with so and so from you know Dash Radio or something like that. Can I cut in right there, please? Because you that's that's awesome. it's not impossible to go do that or anything like that a lot of times with small cities somebody will go out there and do one of those things and that'll be their trip like yes. that'll be good enough for them yeah. like they that's the experience of their whole life like they'll, they'll go meet with somebody not even like do anything else but me let somebody feel them out because the first meeting is somebody feeling you out they'll go do that or go go to some event that's free and on the street yeah. Or, you know, that you finessed your way in 
and that is your trip you, yep. that made your life you're gonna be talking about that for the next three years yep. you can you can stretch it out on your social media for a good month yeah you could take 30 pictures yep. while you're there and mm-hmm. put a different hat on mm-hmm. and that's your next 30 uploads mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you know that's that's the thing what, what after my first time i went there in 2018 uh just with my group of people like the one i was working with at that point in time that was the first company trip I went out there to do. Mm. I was the first time I had any money. I, I got an investor and they uh, got them to pay for the whole trip. And we went out there and it was just total like the whole week. We went out there for a week and it was just like, I didn't know how to like, I didn't know that world. You know what I'm saying? And the last day we were there, we ended up shooting something for Quavo and like mm-hmm. on the set of his video. And Gosh. that was it for like, we were like, so like, that was the aw- most awesomest thing we've ever done there. And then that next year in 2019, we went there just like, I was just like, we're going back. We're doing this. I don't care who's coming with me. I got my core people. I brought literally six, seven people there and I got us a penthouse on sunset and we just, stayed there for like a couple of weeks different people at different times uh because certain people stayed there mm-hmm. versus the like interns i had kind of went back home but like we were there we got work we, we were flying people out to come do work like everything and you know that's that's one of the things that i also want to work on too is just like you know it just strikes a chord with my brain right now uh of what i'm speaking is just i notice um I'm such a nice, like, I, I'm too nice to, like, certain, to people who I see that are nice. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, it's it's different. Like, I'm not too nice to everyone because I understand that you have to, like, be a dick and everything like that. But, like, there's a lot of things, like, my job doesn't really, sh- like, I don't really get recognition. And that's totally, you know, like, I don't get the recognition of a lot of things I do. There's been whole productions that have went out that... I've never, our company has not even got tagged in or anything mm-hmm. like that. Or I've never, no one ever knew that it was, you know, me doing anything. And I, I understand that. That's the, what I signed up for. But I got to work on uh, being too nice to a lot of the, like, the film community here, like, mm-hmm. in this market. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, I'll have my core people and we'll do a lot of work. And I'll put somebody on the set of something or I'll make that call to get somebody involved or I'll fly somebody out and put them on something that is either huge or can lead them to something big. And they won't even know that I'm doing it. You know, they'll think it's, you know, so-and-so or anything like that. And that has been something I need to shut down this year because I, I got to realize that this in the game, you got to like keep all of what you're doing like totally on record because mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunity a lot of people leeching off of opportunities yeah. and stuff like that so that's a lesson i learned in the last year and something i've led into this year and it's been being successful now you know i i'm not one to be a face of the company or anything like that but i really need to start conducting myself better as the owner and everything because a yeah. lot of times when i was managing that's the time where I thought I was supposed to be in the limelight. There was a lot of moves I made where it looked like, I, you know, doing interviews or whatever it was. And a lot of people were like, yo, you got to be behind the scenes. You got to do all this. So I was so sucked into that. And then when I started my business, I was so behind the scenes that no one for the first year and a half knew that I was the owner of this business. 
And all the players that were on the team are the ones who rightfully so because they're talented got their recognition but i never took any pieces of that so now when i come out the cut and everyone knows that i'm the owner of everything it doesn't look as like genuine and and that's something i have been working on to adjust uh were there or was it individuals that you looked up to that you wanted i guess you wanted to embody the persona that you felt influence how you moved and how you led Mm -hmm. because i know for me like dame dash was that person for me he was one of them for me i studied him super hard um what i had to learn about embodying him is because uh and not not because but is that um i can't be so pushy on things Mm -hmm. i mean there's been I remember when some dude called me the white Suge Knight before. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's not like I'm, like, holding people upside down or nothing like that. But in, in oh, the man. sense of things, I was a bit aggressive with c- mm-hmm. certain things. And um, that's that's what it was. I was trying to embody him too much at one point. Because Dame Dash is just, like, so cool. Like, he's just awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, Kanye is, like, my biggest inspiration ever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, ever. Um, but... I just I think I take a little bit of pieces from the people that I get inspired by or people who I look up to and uh, put what I really enjoy about them or what I think works what they're doing that works uh, towards what I'm doing you know what I mean I don't have to really embody everything that they're doing but maybe just one thing or maybe two things. right 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 and that puts into my formula of how I who I am and how I operate mm-hmm. um is there? I guess will, will will we see any like? I know you said you've been you've been like writing shows and things like that, but like, is there a pilot that we will see from you? Is there any like video content that we can see from like just like the quarantine space or like the whatever social distance stay at home? Yeah, I mean. Um... The pilot, I mean, the, the the original content, I've been working on for like three years. Okay. So uh, the process I'm in right now, I have everything as far as like knowing where I'm going to get the funding. Uh, I'm really, it's another product that I'm trying to sell and partner up with on. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the whole show. We have what every episode is going to be. We have certain scripts written. That's been the main thing, though, is the scripts, is because I've had maybe three to four people come in and write a couple episodes, and it's just not, like, for me, I'm 23 years old, I grew up in the early 2000s with, like, Entourage, and, like, that whole, like, you can say more now Mm -hmm. than you can today, Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of, like, I grew up with the uh, generation above me. Like, my people who I hung out with were always older than me and stuff. So I got to experience what they were taking in while taking in what was being shown to me back then. So I kind of, like, have that together and more understanding of someone saying fag or something like that or any anything around that sort. But a lot of the kids or the people today in the world that I'm in when I work on stuff with them and I give some type of what this is going to be, it's hard to get that, like not, not get them to agree with it, but more of get that out of their brain. Like, 
how do you genuinely visualize? I'm trying to get something that's like how really people really really be talking. Okay, and you know what I'm saying? Like not like like even if you watch Insecure, I love that show to death. But you watch Insecure and like they show like somebody rapping or like they show somebody dancing or something like that. It just doesn't like go like it doesn't doesn't seem real. Like the music that's on the show just is kind of like it's either really good by an artist, but the music that they license, you know, from some artist that's not on yet, it just isn't there. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like a knockoff of something. I totally. Yeah. Yeah. So so for me, I've been just kind of like, okay, do I write this myself, which is gonna be the worst thing ever. Or do I do something like, you know, just have somebody like that understand. That's just been a part of it, mm-hmm. just understanding what it is. Because mm-hmm. the show is just it's great. Like it's it will I will not let it fail. Like I will not let it not be presented correctly and, mm-hmm. and, and be um be just groundbreaking for for the uh canvas that it's on. But you just have to be so careful such a thin line of dope and shittiness and i'm such mm. a stifler on things mm. that it's like if i see something going down the wrong lane i'm cutting it off right away and it gets messy you know what i'm saying so and that's a lot of thing a lot of a lot of what happens in today's you know world of uh of entertainment is like a lot of the people especially people want to come up like they don't understand how to like disperse a relationship because it's not working they like spring it out to be something way bigger than it is Mm -hmm. when it's just like you just don't understand what i'm trying to do Mm -hmm. so doesn't mean we can't go get a beer or like do something like that you know what i mean there always has to be something attached to it which is like difficult because you go to a different market and you tell somebody this ain't working out they're like all right you know like what do you want to do now yeah. like you know what i'm yeah. saying they understand it's more of like normal talk for them mm-hmm. versus here it's like you're, you're really ripping this opportunity away from me right now you know what i'm saying and, mm-hmm. and that's literally they put everything they have into one one thing and and sometimes that it just gets messy so it's just been a messy process for me to get somebody who can come in and um just add their intelligence onto it you know what i mean okay. so know how to write like a, a a solid script along with my storytelling mm. so maybe they're out there maybe they listening to hustle response me right now you know so if you if you are uh what is what are they called screenwriter if yeah. you write scripts if you write show pilots and all that good shit yeah. uh hit up my boy and tyf tell your friends media right that's the yeah. best way to get in contact um some other shit I wanted to ask. Oh, so uh, what was it? Maybe earlier this week, last week. I don't know. I went on IG Live with Riz. Yeah. Um, just kind of, um, just wanted to like have a conversation about like you know just creative processes and, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some buddies of mine, we we started like this little book club. Uh, and the first title we we picked up was uh I think it's I always forget the title, but like uh, Quest for Creativity, the Quest Love. Uh, uh, book and uh, that just had me thinking and so like I just hopped on live with him just to kind of pick his brain on like the creative process mm-hmm. and like uh, you hopped in there and had like some really really um, quite like some dope questions that I, that had me thinking or not even necessarily for me I just yeah. think that uh, it's dialogue that need to be out in the open like especially in Milwaukee 
Um, cause I think we got some really, really talented people. Um, I think we, we don't necessarily channel our energy in the right spaces all the time. And we yeah. get, we get caught up in like, you know, so, so-and-so got on, you know, two dope boys. Yeah. Like I want to get on two boys or so-and-so is performing at Summerfest. Like I want to get on Summerfest yeah. and it's not. It's a, it's a, right now it's just in the part of where everything is just in a circle. Mm. Like mm. It, it's, it's a never ending circle and it's tiring you know what i'm saying so it's 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 like i feel like the business creatives like the people outside of the there's just been certain personalities outside of the the musicians or players in the game Mm -hmm. that have like expanded further than the music here and as at least on a mind state level you know mindset level um or just success wise and I feel like when they come and try to like touch anything, you know, it goes in one ear, not the other. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you got things coming from different angles. You got, like I said earlier, you got fucking tax cut money with, you know, companies trying to just throw money at these guys that don't know how to maneuver with money. You know what I mean? Or you throw money at them and they got to come go through 20 different steps to earn a such a small amount and then have to ask to use it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then on the outside of that, you know, you have people who don't know how to fundraise themselves mm. or, you know, and it's like, okay, at what point do, do we put the blame on somebody? Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's gotta be more than just like, you know, they're just not right. They're just, they just, you know, they were this close or whatever. Like, man, there's something that we can do. There's so many crazy dope people here. You right. know what I'm saying? Why Why is Facebook the number one, like, community talking place for artists here? Why don't they just pull up to places together and make shit? Why don't they just, you know, really, really... Why are we two seasons behind on how to operate in the music industry. Why are people oh, just right, learning really. about getting on playlists right now? Uh-huh. You feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And before that, it was getting on blog. Uh-huh. And before that, it was merch or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why are we always two seasons behind? It can't be because we're in a different market because everyone has a cell phone in their hands. Exactly. These people are watching. Exactly. You know, people are watching interviews with Kanye West or Kendrick Lamar and there's, or whoever it may be, and they're telling them the answer. Why can't we intake that like somebody in, you know, um, Connecticut who makes it out or, you know, New Jersey? Like, I, I just don't. Do you think it's easy to, um, well, one thing I, I always say it's easy to like point the blame directly on the artist. Yeah. Um, but like, do, do you think that that's like a scapegoat, right? Like, so. To an extent, somebody yeah. like uh, what's his name, Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. right? Like Tory Lanez is killing the the the, the quarantine era right now. Yeah, uh, he just did a concert on YouTube. I think he had like fifty k. Um, mm-hmm. And then you like, oh, like like who in Milwaukee is right, or like not even necessarily in Milwaukee, but like who on like like a tangible level is like even forward thinking to you know put something like that out. Or, um, you know, like if if folks could always say like, well, like Tory Lanez is doing this and like Reggie Barnes is doing that. Yeah. Like, do you think that that's, uh, do that like contribute to 
I guess the lack of a development of a structure here? Well, I think I think what it is is just that uh, you know an artist like you know someone like Reggie. Let's use him for example. You have to look at who he is as an artist. He's not one to go on live or do anything like that. that mm-hmm. That's not his lane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a lane that a lot of artists have to use because it is their type of lane. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. But that's not his thing. Like, you know what I mean? He's going to get on there and talk about crystals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, no, seriously. I mean, he's just an in-depth type of like yeah, guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you talk to him, you're not leaving that room for three hours. Most you feel what I'm saying? So... You know, for him, that's that's not what it is. I think a lot of what it is is just like what I'm saying is like knowing the type of artist you are mm-hmm. and doing what is proper for it. Like if you're an artist that isn't supposed to be doing live shit, don't do live shit. Do other stuff, though. You know do what I'm other saying? Stuff, like do yeah. something else right now. Like yeah. I, I posted something earlier in this in this uh, lockdown of everything. It said. It said, um, why, you know, I mean, uh, there, this is the time to be putting your stuff out. This is the time to be putting whatever you have built up or are sitting on out there because literally everyone is on their phone right now. There's no Monday at seven o'clock. You got to look at this or Tuesday at three or whatever. Like there's not that right now. Everyone at 24 hours of the day is on their phone right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, like the whole country just got laid off from work and no one's working they're either on the phone with unemployment or they're on tiktok you know what i'm saying so why right now is there's not been a lot of crazy drops coming you know what i'm saying there's not been the people who we like actually have eyes on here they're not doing anything mm. instead they're going to do battles with their songs that have already been out for two thousand yeah. people only have heard Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or are going to hear from that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get on a live battle and 100 people only or 80 people or less are going to get on with two different artists. You feel what I'm saying? The battles are for artists who have followers who want to see. I want to see Timbaland versus Switch Beats. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see so-and-so battling with songs that hey, you never we're know. never going to hear ever. It's, it's, like, I don't want to see that. Ah. I I think I felt the opposite at one point though. Like I yeah. feel I feel like I didn't want to he- I didn't want to hear a battle with with people whose music I already knew. Yeah. Like when I started seeing like um, I was seeing folks putting out like oh like this is the pre like whatever like your your homework mm-hmm. type shit like this is Babyface's catalog and this is whoever he's going up against his catalog on be- before it happens. You know what I'm saying? But so what like, about the- a Smino and JID? Would like, you want to see that? Hell yeah. Because and that's what I'm saying. They're, those are people, they have eyes on them, maybe not as many as Timbaland, uh, Timbaland and Swiss, who we already have have their stories written, you know what I'm saying? Or for the most part, the their music career written. Those These people are who are just fresh starting, mm-hmm. who have a following and are selling out shows already and, you know, on that beginning path of success. For here, it's like, you know, I, I get it. Like, I, I understand there should be some battles and stuff like maybe, you know, but at, to a certain extent, I feel like 
here this market basically they try to mold themselves after what's going on what's going on and people who have stuff to stand on we don't have too much to stick we got a lot of dope music to stand on Mm -hmm. but music is only one part of it you know you got to make the business work to have that music work you feel what i'm saying like yeah music lovers are going to enjoy this this live battle you know all 80 of them you feel what i'm saying but there's st- you can get eight thousand people in here, or two hundred fifty people, three hundred people in here, outside of just the music, and and that's what right. I'm saying is there's right. not enough of that. What I'm gonna go buy somebody's merch that has their face on it? Who is this dude on my shirt? You feel and that's yeah, not, that's, that's, no. that's not to nobody either because I don't know who has their face on the shirt. I, I, I don't. Think. I don't either. Um. But yeah, let's kill that in twenty two whatever this these decades, right? Like this decade moving forward, like don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Put, like put I, some I'm cool words it. on your shirt, bro. Do some cool words, like do a phrase, a statement. Yeah. Like, it could be the fucking like name of your project. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I'm 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 with you, bro. Like I'm not wearing no other dude face. Yeah. Uh no other, yeah, like I'm not messing with Nah, you. I just I just I just want like some some world. new type of like maneuvers like mm-hmm. i, I want to see that like like you see all these artists coming out of these cities it's because they did something dope like right, you know what right. i mean there's one thing that they're known for in the beginning that they came out with whether it's them doing something dumb online or doing something really cool and i just feel like we don't have that here and mm-hmm. and when we do have it here it's like little spurts of it and then the people get too comfortable with them getting the eyes on them here but it's only here and and they get too comfortable with it and then they're here two years later trying to sell some new rapper a 250 verse and never sending it back you feel what i'm saying that's that's what it is we're just kind of stuck in like a circle of things you know there's so much talent here bro like i mean there's been dudes here when i was in my earlier days with nothing to stand on who I beg to be able to step in and like come in and manage, you know what I mean? Sometimes I was drunk, sometimes I was sober, but like I like literally have like tried to plead my case to people in like when I was like 17, 18 uh-huh. to like step in and be that part. So there's people that I really, really like want to yeah. succeed here. It's just they just get so caught up in the wrong things. And, and, you know, it's not, it's been said so many times. It's to a point where the artists themselves are saying it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And having these open discussions and debates. But what happens after that? Are you going to go do something different? You know? So every time I talk about this conversation with artists from here, even though I've been technically out of the music industry here for, like, maybe three years, it gets me worked up every time. So hey, I, It should, bro. Like, it yeah. should. Cause, uh, There's so much talent here. Yeah, I, I, w- I would like to see that fire come from a lot more folks. That passion come from a lot more folks. I think uh, I think things will start to. I get. I don't even want to say change. I think change has happened. Like yeah, since I've been here, like you know, the the, the scene is very 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 different. You know, it's, obviously, it's not in the space that I would I would have thought that it would have been in in twenty twenty. Um, but like it's healthy, like there's there's uh, uh, different uh, media platforms that like do focus on um, artists and like artists that are not just like in the UWM East Side circuit. Yeah. Um, you know, there are uh, cats that's getting you know hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. Yeah. And, like 
That's oh. a whole different world. That's a whole. Yes. There's two. There's two different types of music here, bro. There's Always. two. There's like the people who are like have like that crazy artistic value, and there's that the people who are just looking to do something new mm-hmm. or play to what's working right now. Mm-hmm. And what's working is work. You know, obviously that's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? But the other side, though. I mean, even even that side, they're failing to really, really take they, advantage of it. They they have some. They can offer each other something that's so yeah. like beneficial. They're to on everybody. the cusp of like Hell being yeah. able to like break that artist out. Um, if uh, you know, whoever, right? Like a, I don't know, like Jordan or a, a, a whatever the platform. Mm-hmm. You know, if they if they really like buckle down and like wrap their arms around like a T glazed it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be the you know Instead the, of just robbing him for his cameras. <laughs> it you know, I don't I don't even I, or even if like if we can give whatever videos that come on his channel the the, the rollout in the platform yeah. that we would give, you know, I don't know, Webster if he was performing at whatever locust yeah. fest or something like that you know uh i think it, it would mean something you know yeah. um but whatever it's water under the bridge like that shit is that shit is water and oil bro it's like both sides have one thing that the other side needs yeah you feel what yeah. i'm saying like that like one side has the numbers and the people that are behind them but they don't have like just that next thing that uh-huh. they that, that they need to be pushed fully into the next echelon of, of music and and the other side you know there's number i mean there's obviously certain artists yeah they'll, they'll be on a song they'll get a million views or something like that but in today's generation a million really ain't shit bro like it's what you really do with that million yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. if you get a million views on a song you only do on a local tour to the campuses here what are you doing bro you know what i'm saying you can leverage that to other places you know so i just there's just so much logistics and things and it's like totally an area where I'm not even in no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still care about it. And, you know, like I said, I, I have a small run in it, but I don't have something that I can stand on. Like I didn't break artists out and sign them for, you know, two mil. So, you know, that I could be wrong in whatever I'm saying, but on the other end, I, I kind of believe what I'm saying because I just, you know, uh, I couldn't really find somebody to latch onto that would, you know, be that one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's just, it's it's up in the air, really. You know, I got a lot of negative to say about it, but also it's up in the air because... Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I, I wouldn't even say it's negative. It's just... Uh, I'm know. saying for me, though, like, when you hear me talk about it, I talk about it kind of in a negative manner. But it's really just like because uh, I care about it so much. I think I, t- you may call it negative. I say it's constructive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Yeah, like you said, because you care, because you were in that space, you were invested. Yeah. Uh, at one point in time, you still would like to see, you know, mm-hmm. um, somebody like, you know, reach some, some sort of uh, heightened levels of success. Yeah. Uh, I think the space that you're in... Could, it could indirectly benefit, you know, your, yeah. your production and stuff. And we've we've worked, we've we've done things with, you know, like some of the big artists here. I mean, we did three ish videos mm. and his tour video and all that. And you know, uh, there's been some other artists we that we've worked with. I can't name them all at once, but uh, just just through the time, it was brief. But um, you know, for for me with the with the production company is like I want that. 
like I, I fought with this concept for such a long time because like I was like, all right, should I turn this into just a brand? Like, should tell your friends be? Should we have a news department? Mm-hmm. Should we have? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, playlist department, and I flirted with that a little bit, but I cut it before it got too ridiculous. Because Tell Your Friends is the first thing that I built that has something like that actually has been built into something. So I want to keep it at what it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's a production company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It does enough. Like I don't have to do TYF play or do TYF, you know, articles or whatever. Like. I wanted to stop that before it got too out of there and t- before it started affecting the production side of things, I like see. the image yeah. of the production yeah. side. So that's why I'm just jumping into t- different lanes with doing different stuff as an individual versus and letting TYF run as as is, you know, like when, when, I, when I'm on uh, these gigs or whatever and I'm working with somebody who I was listening to while I grew up in the car with my mom. I'm not in there, you know, self-promoting. I'm in there doing the job of our production company. Mm. I'm not in there, you know, trying to step overboard because a lot of people have done that and it's failed and it's set the wrong tone for the image here, the whole the whole image. When somebody hears that you come from here and you're in a different market, you're in a market like LA or California in general, you got to like convince, like you got to do some convincing after that. You know what I'm saying? And whether you like to admit it or not, um, you have to explain why, what you're doing more versus just, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like what I want to avoid in the future. I feel that. Let me ask you this. Is there, is there one person or one entity that is like your dream collaboration? or A24. Okay. The movie company, I mean, okay. the production company. Uh-huh. Go more. Like, that came quick. So, like, A24. So, sorry, as far as thinking about that for a while. Yeah. As far as like, um, as far as like, tell your friends, like, I obviously have different people and places I want to like collaborate with. Um, but as far as tell your friends, A24 is it. Like, that they started as a small production company just like me, like, mm-hmm. doing the same things that I'm doing right now. And what they've turned into is just like the directors they have and the aesthetic and like you know it's an A twenty four movie. Their music, um, their scripts, their out of the world scripts, like they have style. Like they have a certain new type of vintage style that I love and like they really impact a lot of people's like brains right now. Like how what's, like what's their some aesthetic. of their work if uh, um, the Florida Project. Okay. Uh there's this movie with Robert Pattinson, I think it's called like good something um uh what's that one movie ex machina um they have the movie uh uncut gems oh yeah that's my shit right yeah Yeah. uh there's like a lot more like uh there's this one like kind of horror flick uh damn it's like oh summer S-O-M-A-R or something like that. Okay, I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just have, like, a certain aesthetic Mm -hmm. of how they operate and do things. And, like, the music they put in there is just, like, people, what people, like, actually be listening to and that fits right with things. And I don't know. I just, I think that they're thinking a lot differently and playing to the young and older crowd at the same time. And I just really like their aesthetic. Like, it's just, it's just beautiful 
I get a boner when I watch the 24 <laughs> movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. No, oh. but I would, love to, I would love to just go and, like, be able to be a part of something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, be able to come on as a producer of something or be be able to uh, just, just be involved. Any minimal task with them would be fine with me. Like, if I could just sit and observe them and how they operate, that would be life-changing for me just because i'm such a sponge and i actually mm-hmm. do something with what i soak in mm-hmm. so it's not like i'm just soaking stuff in and i have like this low um i have this low self-esteem about with what i with what i'm doing mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm not afraid to go out there and fail i mean i've done literally every different lane you could try to be in entertainment i've tried to be at one point i've tried mm-hmm. to interview people try to be an artist myself try to do production i try to manage i try to a and r stuff mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. it's you gotta make that decision before you jump into that lifestyle like mm-hmm. is this gonna be like if like am i gonna do dedicate my my life to this or not because if not then you're gonna fail right away mm-hmm regardless because that being told no or being laughed at being just like mocked being told on it, you. It, it just you know like going before you walk into a room not wanting to walk into a room because a certain person has seen or been a part of an embarrassing moment of yours mm-hmm. like that stuff you have to be able to just like avoid that mm-hmm. and like totally not even care about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just gonna be, you're gonna be just tossed around. Mm-hmm. And that, and I feel like that's something uh, that also applies to here too. Is there's been many people that who have have started making a name for themselves and something has just killed their self esteem to do do anything or that energy that they have, and they don't have it in them or they don't have anyone around them to help them fight that off because i mean till this day sometimes it's hard for me to even step outside and like want to do something mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's little things like if i don't have a haircut like i i couldn't even i won't even hop on an airplane if i don't have a haircut, I didn't have a haircut like man i had to buy razors to <laughs> cut myself up you know what i'm saying but it's like for me it's little things like that yeah. you know i have like things in my past that are like that will follow me forever and at a certain point i had to stop there would be times where you know i'd be in the house for three months just going to work coming home going to work coming home like not even pursuing anything you know um and then two weeks after i got that light back i make something huge pop you know Mm -hmm. and i haven't even been working on anything for three months Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's not like a big time limit is there, but because um, I believe you can succeed at any age, I, I think you can get up and really do something at any age. Uh, and a lot of people out there that are doing it have proved themselves. So right. um, just just for me, it's just there's a lot of things and things that tie into people's self esteem, to especially in entertainment because in, in the world of it, um, that you just you have to be able to fight through that because. You can get fucking your your whole morale can just get destroyed by one person's comments. Yeah. You know what I'm That's saying? True. If if you don't have the gut for it. Um, so I, I'm not gonna keep it too much longer. It, All right. A couple. So 
I got hours, bro. I got hours. <laughs> if you ain't got no hours, that's fine. I got hours. I don't care if we go Joe Rogan on this. Man, uh, that's yeah. I be yeah. That's I fuck with Joe Rogan. Um, you gotta watch the Joey Diaz podcast too. Joey Diaz, I'm gonna have to check it out. He's fucking hilarious. Um, the last Joe Rogan podcast, I think it was like three and a half, like three hours. Yeah, I got hours, bro. I'm not one of them. It needs to be thirty minutes, otherwise the kids won't listen. <laughs> no, type, no, no, you know, because no, I get it. I get yeah. it. We only got so much to talk about. Um, not not even that, man. It's, uh, uh, I yeah, like I don't want to jump too too all over the place and have people like. Uh, not being able to go to sleep, you know what I mean, because they just thinking about all of the shit that we we've talked about. But I think I think that's I just try to capture like um, something that'll have you thinking later. Yeah, right? yeah. Like if, I, if if you want them to take something out of this. yeah, like you yeah. know we have so many like human interactions and like so many conversations with and just like whatever and like how much of that shit do you even retain and like listen to a lot to of people don't they don't to. retain a lot yeah, of yeah like and especially now bro like in this age where like just information is just always coming mm-hmm. and like even you know even now where you know we've uh you know i work in education and shit and like yeah we've been out of school or i said well yeah folks have been out of school for like this is like going on the seventh week now you know what I mean? And so, like, my whole everything that I'm doing has moved away from, like, seeing young people every day, working with yeah. adults, like, you know, being able to game plan in real time to, you know, like, everything is a Zoom call. Like, every so, like... Man, I'm so glad. I've had one request to hop on Zoom, and I haven't... I didn't do it. I, I, I like, came up with an excuse mm-hmm. to do like something else towards it and like yeah. figure it out a different way i am blessed because my girl she's she with her job and school and all that she, she she's doing school and stuff dude she's on zoom all day long bro and it's, all day long you know like even that's like okay like right like the, the world shut down right mm-hmm. or like slowed down to a very very slow pace and um, you know, like that's how a lot of like entities and individuals feel like important and feel needed and feel as if they like still contributing is just like hopping on a Zoom call or like Man. hopping on a, a conference call and like and and so like I guess what I'm saying is like it's become that like like let's check this off a box right like yeah. this interaction that we have and let's just check it off a box and make sure that we have it. Will you retain anything from it? Maybe, maybe not. Are you are you putting anything into action afterwards? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I think a conversation like this, uh, if you ain't get something out of this, you know, you're probably under a rock. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't get something out of this, go back to school. <laughs> Just sign up for the next classes you could sign up for, bro. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, like this is important. Yeah. Um, it takes, it takes um, you know, like forward-thinking conversations uh, to 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 find that next thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's interesting about you is like you you do seem very uh, critical of of folks and like and how they move, but at the same time, you willing to uh, acknowledge you know all the fault flaws and faults in yourself and like the 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 learning journey and learning curve that you're going through, and I think that's super super important because it's not like. You're not pointing a finger at nobody. Yeah. Like you, you putting your own like experiences and lived experiences uh, out there. Um, you know, as an example, right? As a resource for other people yeah. to kind of like learn it and, and, 
and you know just pick away from so i think that's really dope yeah and that's just that's just with time you know what i'm saying that has just come with time because i i, I always i haven't always been like that you mm. know what i mean at some point you know um i put my experiences and everything and i'm so critical because this is what i put my life towards like mm. this is what like i'm mastering right now you know what i'm saying so the things i'm critical about are only that i'm not going to tell somebody how to how to raise somebody or somebody how to you know um go do that job that i have no you know type of knowledge on or you know to give any type of criticism towards I'm going to just put it towards people who are in the lane that I'm in and are trying to maneuver it or trying to make their way in it. And if, if, if they don't take anything from it, that's, that's them. You know what I mean? For me, what I had to learn at an earlier age is like, cause I've always taken things in for people, you know, I've always taken criticism. Well, um not always well um but for the most part if we're you know comparing it on a grand scale of things mm. I, I i started for there's just a moment where there's a couple incidents where i would just get rammed by somebody when they were talking like you know they would just like light me the fuck up when mm. we were talking and those are moments that you could either like you could take in and they can teach you the most of anything and help you go to that next level, or you can just like take as offense and burn some type of bridge, or sometimes you're even burning a bridge when you're learning, you know what I mean? But but you can like not take in what they're trying to get through to you. Sometimes it's in anger, and a lot of times when people are saying things in anger or disrespect towards you, you have to weigh out like, is this just from their disrespect because mm. of their feelings, or mm. is this because that I'm not getting it when I'm supposed to be getting it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And those are the things that correct things a lot. It's like conditioning almost. It's so weird. So, so for me, I, I, I like to only speak on just, just like little logistical things that I know, and you know, just work ethic. That's just like an idea. Like I'm idealist when it comes to things. Um, I I'm the guy, I'm not the guy that's gonna come in and know how to like uh, how to code your computer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna know your computer's supposed to be this color, and this is the background on it, and you know it's supposed to look this way or this way, or this is gonna work or this isn't gonna work. I, that's that's why I am. I'm good at putting people in the rooms together. Mm -hmm. I'm good at weighing out pros and cons of things. Mm -hmm. I know what's dope. I have a couple good ideas here and there that come out and then I can run with. But for the most part, it's it's just uh, it's it's more L's than W's, really, for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, you know, I, I just I look at myself and I had to stop looking at things from such a like right now view and really look forward of like okay this decision is gonna lead me here or here's the odds of this decision leading me to this space mm -hmm. um and that's how i that's how i operate you know so you know like right now i'm just trying to stay home and really enjoy being able to like being told to stay home mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and and really soak in a lot of just learning like little things from home like mm -hmm. learning how to you know like paint or you know mm -hmm. like gaming getting that nostalgia that i had when i was younger with gaming with my friends and just gaining things back that kind of make me happy like mm -hmm. i don't have anyone standing over me you know that i have to live up to or anything like that right now so it's like kind of rejuvenating me times 10 but i also want to keep myself on my toes so i can 
be able to come out, you know, and just get things done. I don't even want to come out and just hit people hard. I just want to come out and just maneuver uh, and and just sequence myself back into what I was doing. Because right before all this, I was like starting to take off. Like I was like I had I got a couple contracts done that I, that I got done, and then I had my stuff with Spotify. And that was going to require me to be in different cities for like the next couple of months because, you know, they usually book me like they'll, they'll book me for a gig. And then like at the end of that, they'll just like have like two more lined up. Like, do you want to come do this type of stuff? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I can like I'm like hitting something because now it's, I'm not just depending on them to line stuff up for me. My company already has two or three other contracts with places, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm like able to support myself while also being able to push the boundaries and go experience different worlds and make places and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really take out of working with them the most because all the stuff that we do is in different cities and stuff like that. And it's in the places where you need to be and with around the people. So it's like, it's not like I'm going to a different city and I have to like maneuver to get in the room with this person or this. It's like, I'm here for a reason. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm able to operate correctly and, you know, deliver a great product. Um, and that's what I like about the most versus just like the money, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's just standard money. You right, know? right, right. But yeah, so right now it's just, you know, me, I'm just really trying to just be um, not too overly anxious about, you know, the world being shut down or whatever, mm-hmm. cause it'll be back to normal. It'll be fine. You know, uh, the industry is gonna take a hit not a lot of things will open up back right away. You know, I'm a little upset about the NBA being right, right, down because right, right. this is the year the Bucks could win it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, on, on a grand scale of things, this is what everyone always asks for. And mm-hmm. I, I wish I could just be at home and not have to do anything mm-hmm. or go to work or go do this or worry about this responsibility. 90% of that is shut down. You know, mm-hmm. this is what we always wish for. I mean, I know a lot of people can't pay their rent or whatever it is like that is super sad, but I'm talking about for me. And I know that sounds a little bit, um, no, it's not, man. It's not selfish at all because yeah. like, like, I think, I think that's what we always get wrapped into that. Like mm-hmm. we make decisions out of necessity, out of yeah. survival, out of like, uh, societal expectations a lot. And like, yeah, bro, like, fuck rent. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, right now, yeah, like, learn how to paint. Like, you know, take fucking, you know. I'm putting art up, exactly, you know, cutting bro, my like, grass, cutting branches down. Because like, these are the things, like, whatever activities and, and, and like, new hobbies that mm-hmm. you can find yourself getting into, um, you know, it's, it's really going, like, um, take care of your mental, right? And, like, yeah. You, you have to have a strong mental state to be able to go through whatever it is this pandemic whatever it's, right? it's a lot yeah. you know for me um before before the um before my work started picking back up mm-hmm. uh probably towards you know february i had a gap of time where business was it was all right it was a little slower than usual because it was the winter and that's always a slow time unless mm-hmm. you're like you like that shit down mm-hmm. um i went through a weird transitional period of moving on from the people i was i built the company with mm-hmm. like i don't have none of this original people that i built it with okay. like none of the original players like i 100 percent own it like nobody else has their hands in it but as far as like who helped build it, build the aesthetic, the people who did it, they're just as much of team members as, you know, myself. 
But I was in that period where I was like, all right, now I have to figure out something new. Now I have to like figure out new players I had to work with, how I'm going to expand it. Because I, I wanted to expand versus just meet where I was before, you mm-hmm. know. So I brought on some guys that live out in L.A., you know, a couple video guys here. They're pretty decent, but they're not, you know, where the last guys were at any means. But, you know, the guys in other spaces that I brought in, they're they're just up there. And if not better, you know, I haven't been able to, like, fully bring them out yet because right. of just time and everything. But uh, I was just in a, re- a real transitional period. And that, it was kind of hard. You know, I was it was it was high. um anxiety as mm-hmm. far as like damn like you know there was some feelings involved as far not like you know relationship feelings but yeah, as no, far no. as like there's feelings because you came up with certain people yeah, yeah. and you th- you're saying goodbye now you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and you know one day you're sitting at home and you're fine and you're thinking about times like wow that person did that and that and i didn't you know see that at that point or uh you, you can get mad at something and you that was like three months straight of that while having to operate a business and you know like have this as your full-time thing so just getting out of there and like starting to get back to the world and starting to work with the people the new people who are really dope and starting to make things happen you came to our event that we had yeah that was dope that was pretty cool um that was awesome because i was picking up speed i was on a health journey you Mm -hmm. know and feeling great and then the first gig i'm on outside of wisconsin or chicago uh in california they're like the world shut down mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm in a good space now but so now i'm gonna use this time and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah versus the last three months where i had nothing to do where i was just in mental pain you know because it sucks it sucks saying goodbye to people you know regardless of how everything you know transpires or what you say or they say it's you know if if you accomplish certain things with people it's like you never see that you're gonna like not be working with them as far as like this venture Mm -hmm. it's it's stressful it's a little bit stressful you know you gotta like start from scratch on the drawing board so you know now it's just I'm just kind of in that balanced mode of like I'm not too like pushed back when I'm I'm also not too far ahead, you know. I'm I'm thinking ahead always, but as far as like where I'm at, I'm just uh just I don't know where what what's going to happen in the future, you know. It just kind of depends on yeah. what what um how things transpire. Right. Um all right, I got one last question. One last Perfect. question, right? And so I think I just want the response. I don't know. I'm a, Please don't ask me to compare two albums because I'll talk for an hour. No, no, no. Not two albums. Don't ask me what albums are better. Nope. Okay. I'm not, nope, it's not. It's not <laughs> I guess it's kind of similar, but I, I am curious though. And I'm going to just let people, whoever listen to this, like if they see you out, they're going to have to ask you in person. Okay. Like your explanation. All right. So uh, You just want the answer. You don't want I just want the answer. And I, could, I might ask you off, offline. All right. Um, your reasoning. Um, Black Tim's, Renaissance, Too Bad, or Going OC. 
what what was what made you feel like what made you feel more Milwaukee of those four records? Milwaukee? Yeah. Cause damn. <laughs> damn. Cause I'm stuck between two. And I'll give a small explanation. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Too bad, I want to say, due to it bringing all different crowds mm. of Milwaukee mm-hmm. together, but uh, I'll have to go with Black Tim's just as far as just the dark side of things mm-hmm. and just the struggle, which is uh, part of Milwaukee that's not like I mean, it de- is definitely spotlighted, but it's it's not in a uh, different way. It's not championed yeah. in a right, certain right, way, you, you know. Yeah. Like Black Tim's, it's not something you want to play in the club. It's not something you want to. You can't perform that at something that needs to be high intensity or anything like that. Mm. It has to be in a certain place. But when it's in that right place, at that right time, when it's in that New York underground mosh pit, mm-hmm. that's like it's intense. You know what I mean and but I would say I would say too bad overall as far as like what it did. I mean, just like the, the people who got to hit and what it did for his career, mm. um, the the opportunity it gave him. You know, just having that be like one of the first people that's aside from Cuckoo, but one of the first people that's hit like a million or two million or whatever it was at that that sm- that that little window where he was like that that project particularly was like. Wow, like mm. I, I don't think I've seen that ever. You know what I mm. mean? Like, and for me, um, people like Pizzle, that's like my all-time favorite from here. You mm. know what I mean? And he has so many songs, like, because I was listening to him when I was like 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. For him, I don't like, he's just overall the best. You know mm. what I'm saying? I feel like he's overall the best as far as like, rapper i think he's super genuine guy i think uh i think that he uh he can go blow for blow at any time with just like anyone like he's Mm -hmm. always gonna leave a mark on a song you Mm -hmm. feel what i'm saying like like whether it's a local song or whether it's somebody like you know big that's on a record like he you're always gonna remember his part at least like be taken back by it so that question is like that particular song gotta say too bad just because of the overwhelming success of it uh reggie you know he that like song was just huge for him um and you know just for pizzle it's it's just like you know that's something that i'm used to him doing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. he does he performs like that on every record Mm -hmm. you know so consistent the other two guys that was like something that they didn't do on other records. I see. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm used to Pizzle doing that. Okay. Like the rapping with Pizzle was not anything. That's probably in his sleep. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, I appreciate you hanging out with me. Man, I love um, it. Really quick, let the people know where they can find all things TYF, all things going on with you. Um, just TYF. I mean, we're on just like social media. Uh, Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram, if you want to see a lot of the content. Um, I haven't expanded to a website because I'm fighting against having a website because what's the point? Like, you're just going to go on my Instagram and look at the same work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 
and and you can email me or DM me if you want to work with me. So it's TYF Media underscore at Instagram. And then that's the only contact info I want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, hustle responsibly. I appreciate it. Uh, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I This is the actual first time I've been out of the house, like, outside from, like, shopping or doing, you know, essential things since you know so you know this is, i needed to get out and talk because that's what it's about yeah that's uh, for sure. so i appreciate it yeah no problem man there it is man hustle responsibly uh for all things hustle make sure you stay tapped in at hustleresponsibly.com uh yeah he is he i am i you know what i mean Cheer.